Hello and welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human Too. I am so unbelievably excited since the last time I had an episode. I have hit a million on TikTok, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. And I was talking to Raphael and I was like, what should like this week's episode be about? And he was like, do your road to a million. Do social media talk. Talk about how you got here. And I actually thought that was such a fun and unique idea. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk all about social media, how I got here, what it looks like now from when I first started. And I think I'm just going to kind of dig into it um, or uh, what's it called? Jump into it, dive into it, whatever. Dig into it. Dig on in there, girl. I started my TikTok journey in 2020. I've always been the girl to post on her Snapchat nonstop. I no longer have Snapchat, but I was the girl that would literally post my entire life. And it was to the point where like my parents would be like, hey, Kat, like you should maybe start posting once you leave places because you're so active that people know like the second you walk in the door and the second you walk out of the door. Um, Like that's how much I've just constantly posted my life. And I've never really been ashamed of it. I've never been embarrassed by it. I post anything and everything um, because I just that's just me. I've never cared. And so when I started TikTok, it was just a bunch of like dancing videos, which really wasn't for me. But the bigger TikTok got, I was excited that it was like it was a new way of social media. It could be anything that you wanted it to be on there, which was such a beautiful thing. Um, And then I started seeing less and less dancing videos, more fashion, more beauty, more cooking, um, more healthy lifestyles. And I loved that. I was like, hell yes. So that was actually kind of what I wanted to originally start posting. This is when I lived downtown. I was actually single at the time. Raphael and I had just started like kind of talking. Um, But I was like, I was living downtown. I had the dog. I had just been laid off my job from COVID. So I was like, hell yeah, like I'm just going to post whatever I want to post. And what got traction was actually something that I didn't even like mean for it to get traction. Um, I started telling stories about like my ex-boyfriend and um, stuff along those lines, just like just to relate to the the community of like going through abusive relationships and growing out of um, learning how to be a single independent woman after an abusive relationship. And I would just tell stories because at the time I thought it was funny. It was nothing like not funny in the sense of like, haha, but it was just kind of interesting because I would see story times online all the time about like, oh, my ex did this, this and this. And I felt like I had stories for days of that guy. And those got traction and I got a ton of followers on my old page just telling stories about that. But then the the more that I look back or now that I look back, I don't regret it because it got some it like it almost lifted a weight off my chest that I didn't even really know was there at the time um but like just telling those stories and hearing from women and even men in my comment section where they were like holy shit this is not normal it was just reassuring but also it was like there were so many people in that little community that I started there where they're like they had been through some shit right so it really taught me that like no nothing we go through on this planet is original to ourselves. Like I say this all the time, every thought you have, every action you make, like you are not the first, nor will you be the last. So that was something I absolutely loved. And it's, it's really kind of what opened my eyes to the community that's out there. And again, anything we go through, we're never alone in. So that page ended up getting banned. I want to say I was at like 112,000. I'm, I'm like almost positive it was 112. And I ended up getting banned. And I... Th- 
found it comical because like the time frame of which this was happening my husband and I had just started like going public um and it just was kind of odd because I had had that page for quite some time I knew my ex had known about it I knew that people were like like talking kind of in the like the mutuals between my ex and I so I knew he knew about the story times but he couldn't say anything because it was all factual information that like had the receipts so he never said anything to me but I kept getting reported and reported and reported in like a couple days time frame right after I went public with my now husband. So I was like, okay, this seems a little odd. And then what I was getting reported for was like bullying and harassment. And I was like, okay, who am I bullying? Anyways, so I lost that page. So then when I started my new page, I started my second page and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to like touch on that guy like I don't really give a shit um if he is the one that reported the page or him and his girlfriend and him and his friends I don't know it's none of my business and I don't really care but I knew right away when I started my second page I wanted nothing to do with any of that anymore I felt like I got like my therapy from it quote unquote um so my second page I was like you know what? I'm just gonna start doing like whatever the hell I want on here I started this page if you go back to Caddy Ebbs like way at the beginning um I was doing makeup tutorials hair tutorials reviews on products shopping get ready with me is like I was doing get ready with me's forever ago and they were so trashy and just so like not good quality but it's so fun to look back like it like those youtubers that used to youtube in like 2015 could you imagine them sitting on their in their bedroom now like looking at old videos of themselves that's how I feel even though it was only two years ago But anyways, so then I would start like funny story times because when I was doing like the get ready with me's and all that stuff, I actually was living in my dad's basement and my dad and I really grew close while we were living there. It was almost like a bond that was just like insane. It was just like two best friends just hanging out all day every day and I would tell stories but my dad has this mock and my dad has a lisp okay so everyone always wants to know where the lisp comes from when I'm making my dad's voice so my dad has a lisp just naturally but then also my dad has like this had this funny mocking voice that he would use for people like when he was just being funny and I picked it up but I picked it up so well that like if my dad and I were in the room and someone asked my dad a question, I would answer exactly what my dad would say, but in his mock. So it was like I was mocking him in his own voice, if that makes sense. And he would just like wheeze laughing because one, I knew him so well that I knew exactly what he was going to say, like word for word, what that man was going to say. And so I would answer it and then I would post videos. I would be like, like, I can't even think of an example right now, but say it's like a Sunday afternoon. My dad was known for being the laziest mother lover to ever walk the earth on a Sunday all day, every day. He would wake up, he would eat his breakfast, he would turn on his little church service and he would be like, it's the day of the Sabbath. I'm not doing no laundry. I'm not doing no yard work. And it was just the funniest shit ever. And then he'd be like, Okay, Catherine, what are you making for dinner? El Chiquiter Burrito, <laughs> which is what he called my favorite taco shop. Anyways, so that's kind of how the mocking lisp picked up. It was actually my dad. And I started posting them on TikTok and those videos would blow up. If you've been around for a long time, you know that one of the biggest videos that my dad went viral for was not viral necessarily, but it was pretty large at the time that I was start because again, this is my second page and I had only had like 50,000 followers on there, which is a lot. But my one of my videos, um, I told him he was like, what the hell are you posting online that you got that many followers? And I was like, my nudes. <laughs> and he was like, your news? 
what kind of news? And I was like, no, dad, my nudes. And uh, it was just so funny because I would just mess with him all the time in just like the dumbest ways. And he was just a hoot. So the longer that I lived there, I would start to tell more and more story times of my husband, my brothers, my um, my dad, myself, my friends, like just the randomest stuff. And I really found my community there. People started to fall in love with our family or they hated us, but they just thought it was funny and entertaining. I don't know. But I just really found a community of like just storytelling and it really made me realize that I've always been, I like entertaining people. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. I'm not a comedian necessarily, but I do enjoy telling stories and it's funny. I love making people laugh. I love adding like some emphasis on a story. That's what my dad used to do. Like we would embellish some stories just to make them funnier. Um, and my husband is always like, if you know, like my husband will literally say, if you know my wife, you know what she's saying is not a hundred percent factual. And it, it like, it's like 99.9% factual, but then I'll like to add in like a little spice just to make it funnier. And it's always where people like really laugh. And that's what's even more comical to me because there's just been like some family drama and some people have made the comment of like, your dad was your only content and you use your family for content. And I'm sitting here saying like, you guys, they're not actually funny. Like they are funny to me, but like when we're, when we're going through these things and I tell you guys a story time, nine times out of 10, when I would tell a story um or like when the story like before the story was being told online and it was happening in real life it was a serious event like it wasn't like we were trying to be funny it wasn't like someone was making a joke it would be like my dad was being so dead serious being stupid about something and then I would find it so comical like I always find the humor in the serious moments which is probably why like a lot of people don't find me funny they think it's kind of like okay can you be serious for a second but like I laugh through serious events. But anyways, that was kind of like what had happened. Or I would start telling stories about like what would happen in my marriage. Like Raphael and I are arguing over this today and it would be a genuine argument, but it was just so comical to me that I'm like, that's what we're really arguing over. Like there was one time we went, this is another viral video, but, um, we went on a trip and my husband would like not want to unpack his shit. And he would literally use my Apple watch charger for weeks for weeks. And I'm like, unpack your bag. Like get out your own charger. Like you literally have a charger, get it out. And he'd be like, he would literally get, he would start gaslighting me. He'd be like, did somebody steal from you as a child? Like, why are you so possessive over your things? And I was like, because it's mine. (laughs) Anyway, so I like told that story that went viral. Like it was just always things that like, I. but we were literally arguing over an Apple watch charger. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like, it was always the stupid, funny stuff to me. Um, But yeah, it was just always comical. And I just started to kind of realize that I have a lot of females that follow me. I have a lot of married females that follow me, a lot of moms, um, which is kind of unique because I think I'm like, I don't really, obviously I don't have children. So when someone follows me, that's like a mom. I'm like, I love that because that means that you relate to me in other ways. Obviously mothers aren't just mothers. They don't only have that title. Like they're real humans too, but I love to see what people find funny. Um, so yeah, I don't know. My page just kind of went from there. It's been so insane. I never purposefully meant to quit my job. That was another thing, um, that I wanted to talk about. I didn't go into influencing content, creating purposefully. It, it fell into my lap. I love it more than absolutely anything who wouldn't enjoy living their life, getting paid to do it. And also just being able to, again, make people laugh. 
share, relate, talk to, meet, um, and get just these life opportunities that are so unbelievably mind-blowing to not only myself, but like my family. It's always been my main goal. I'm like getting the chills right now just talking about this. I, I've, I've always felt that I was a vessel here on earth. I just didn't know how to use my quote-unquote power, right? Like I really know that I sit here to be a middleman. Like I don't believe that any money is supposed to sit in my pocket and just for myself. Like I really love to share. I love to give opportunities to other people. I love to help. I love to take care of. I love I love that. And um, it's such a beautiful way to be able to do that. And so I say all the time, like, thank you to anyone that supported myself and my family, because you're not only able to like give myself opportunity, you're not only giving me opportunities, it's my family, my friends. Um, and I'm hoping one day I get large enough and fluent enough in income that I can start doing insane things with followers. Like I have visions of literally growing my I think I'm human to business so large where I can throw like events live shows we can take five couples on a vacation like that's what I would love to be able to do that's been like my vision I absolutely love it um I had had that opportunity of Mexico and I took my manager because I'm like she brings so much to my table I tell her all the time I'm like you've changed my life like um, it's just truly a blessing to be sitting in this seat or like it's a Monday afternoon or Monday morning and I'm recording my podcast. Like that's my job. I, I'm so blessed, but anyways, um, I never meant to quit my job. It was never my intentions. I actually really enjoyed my profession. Um, I was an accountant before this. Uh, I want to go into that because I actually dropped out of college and I still was able to pursue the accounting career that I had. Um, and I'm blessed because God forbid if all of this tanks tomorrow, right, there's always going to be a job somewhere in accounting. Um, so I'm blessed by that, but Raphael and I are trying so hard to set up our future that if all of this were to go away tomorrow, social media is what I'm speaking on. Um, I have been seeing seed symbiotic DS01 everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health gut health does not just affect your digestive system I don't understand I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that but like your skin your readiness for the day I just love when my gut is in line I'm in line when I'm in line life is in line so seed is sharing a code with human two listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out you are gonna get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash human2, that's all one word, and use code 25human2 to get 25% off your first month. So that's 25human2, all one word. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash human2 with code 25human2. If it were to disappear, how are we going to take care of ourselves to the point where I don't have to go back um, to a, a, a corporate nine to five job? It is, I, and nothing is wrong with corporate nine to five at all. I actually really enjoyed the nine to five. I loved being able to close my books, close QuickBooks and log off and get out of the day. I loved that part of my job. Um, but the freedom is really just like, again, like I said, just being able to shoot this here today is such a blessing that you guys have put in my lap that I'm so beyond thankful for. Um, 
So that's why we're looking to get into real estate. We're looking at doing rental properties. Obviously, if you have been in that industry, you know that you can't just have one to make a passive income. You got to have quite a few, but getting that portfolio started is expensive, time consuming. Where do we do it? There's a lot of moving pieces there as well, Um, but we're trying and we'll get there. Um, So yeah, I, when I had quit my job, it was due to actually, I was taking personal leave and the amount of income. So I didn't start taking my social media monetarily. Is that, is that how I want to say that? I didn't start making money and off of my social media up until really like, Oh, so my dad passed in November and my first like pretty good deal was signed in October. So like just a month before my dad passed, I kind of started seeing like there's money in social media. Um, and I knew that, right. But I had gotten to the size where like I was finally able to start monetizing off of social media and I've never made money off of TikTok. Like I don't, I'm not in the creator program. I know a lot of people are, if they get a ton of views, they probably make good money from TikTok itself, but I've never done that. I've always wanted to make sure that my TikTok was for fun. If I post an ad on there, that's fine. But like if I started to have to rely on views for money and for income, I was kind of concerned because I'm like, I just wanted this to be fun. I want to continue to enjoy it. And to this day, I've still been able to do that, which is, again, another beautiful blessing that I'm so thankful for. Um, But I had in October, I had started to do some deals and signing and it was enough. Like the money was okay. It was enough. I was not prepared to quit my job, nor was I going to. Then November happened. My dad passed and I was actually sitting on because I actually went back to work for about a week and I was miserable. So I was sitting there at work and I actually called my manager and I was like, hey, I was on the verge of a mental breakdown. My dad, we still hadn't even put him in the ground at this point. And I was like, I just need a personal time. Like, cause I got my bereavement time, which was only three days, which again, three days is a blessing, but not when you lose your parent. Like I'm not going to just snap out of it in three days. And they had offered me some time off. Like they're like, you can use PTO if you'd like to extend your time. And I was like, no, like I'm going to try and get my mind busy. And if you follow me on social media, you kind of know like how the whole thing went. Or if you've listened to my previous podcast episodes, um, my dad wasn't even back from Colorado. I was on the phone with my work manager. This is such a wild story because right before my dad had passed, like my dad knew kind of like how social media goes. And I was kind of telling them, like, I remember sitting in the sunroom with my stepmom and my dad. And I was like, you guys, like money is behind social media because something had happened. It was like this whole ordeal where my name was kind of being um, thrown through the mud by a company that we gave money to. Again, if you've seen my video, I'm sure you know exactly who and what I was talking about, but an employee at a company that we gave a shit ton of money to and we were great at, it was on my wedding weekend, like someone from there decided to falsely throw my name through the mud. And you know, if I was being a brat, I'd be like, okay, I could get it. But it was my wedding weekend. I was actually a really happy bride and I was just happy to be there and happy to be marrying my husband. But I remember sitting there talking to my dad and my stepmom and I said, I am struggling because right now this person is throwing my name through the mud and I feel like we should take action. And they were like, well, why? I don't get it. This like, um, like it's just social media. Who cares? And I sat there saying it's not just social media. Like this could potentially lead to something else. Again, my size at this time was still a great size, but I wasn't monetizing off of it yet. And 
the more that I was like getting to talk to my dad one-on-one before he passed, I was telling him, I was like, dad, this is what's happening. Like, these are the brands. Like, this is the way of life now. Like nobody watches TV anymore. Nobody like people do, but it's not at the extent like influencing content, creating social media, TikTok, Instagram. Like this is where the money is right now. Um, and if I can live the life I want to live, why won't, why wouldn't I try, you know, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And the more that I was able to talk to my dad about that, the more he saw it. And this is why it's a wildness little story. So I had made enough money where again, it was like, okay, I know there's money here. I'm only getting bigger. So like, maybe that means more money will come from this. Um, but I, Raphael and I were way too, we're way too, um, type A people like we need to know exactly what's coming in for me to feel comfortable and that's not how social media works like deals come and go and and quarters are less than or busier than others and it all just depends on the time of year it depends on the seasons all that so I was sitting there with my I know I keep going around around I was sitting there on the phone with my manager at accounting and I was like hey I'm just not the employee at that you guys are paying me to be right now like I'm mentally just not here that day literally as I'm on that call I get a text message and I was with a different manager at the time. It's not the agency that I'm with now. She had texted me for like the biggest deal I'd ever signed at this time. It was insane. Like the time that it came through talking to my manager, like I kind of nervous to even take time off because I had to go on short term leave. I don't remember what it was called. I think it's like a mental health leave technically. Um, but anyways, I took untime, like unpaid time off. That was signed in November and I got to do the ad. It was It literally was like my dad texting me basically like as I'm on the phone with this manager saying like, you know, I'm nervous about like quitting because I need the money. And then something comes through at the same time saying like, you're going to be okay right now. Like take your, your, take your mental health leave, quote unquote. So I did. And I literally started crying when I got that email from my, my, my social media manager at the same time I was on with my accounting manager. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I just feel like this is my dad saying, just like, take the time you need play this out. So time comes, time comes from October to December. Um, I had made enough money for me to feel like I could like, this is all social media. Cause I took unpaid time from accounting. I made enough money for me to feel like, okay, this could be something really big if I gave it my all. Cause at this time in my life, again, I was grieving really deep, like really dark, really deep. I was having a lot of suicidal thoughts. I was having a lot of depression, a lot of days where I could barely get out of bed. Um, I was just really, really struggling and I was able to make enough of an income from social media on the little bits that I was on there. Cause I was really struggling. I wasn't putting my all in. I wasn't really posting. I wasn't really focused on, on growing my platform to make it a job. Right. I was really focusing on my grieving journey and, um, the amount of money that I made showed me that like, this could really be something. So in January, I was approached by um, another creator and she said, hey, do you have management? But in that time frame, I had kind of gotten extremely large in like a couple of months. I was growing 100,000 in like a week. Um, I think it was like every two weeks I was growing another 100,000. And so the agency that was approaching me through another creator, they were kind of saying like, hey, because this creator I was mutuals with and she signed with them. And um, they agency had asked like, hey, does she have representation? And I was kind of going back and forth of looking like trying to find another manager 
Um, I absolutely loved my manager that I had. I still follow her. I still think she's a great human being. She brought a lot to my table. She was very supportive in everything that I had done. But I had felt like I was outgrowing that situation just because working with an agency, it's kind of um, so like an agency houses brands and creators. So they have that rapport built. They have the big names already on their roster. They get a they get someone from I'm going to and I'm just throwing out names. I'm being extremely vague. This is like I'm not saying that this is a brand that I've even worked with, nor do I know if it's even in our agency. But say Nike was like, hey, we need four influencers that have primarily female following um, great link clicks. Uh, and we're looking for like an athletic leisure lifestyle. So what my agency would do is they would take all the things that, um, Nike is looking for, they'll say, oh, okay, we have 10 girls that fit that. Here you go. That's kind of how I'm understanding how it goes. I don't know if this is exactly the rundown of it. And I'm sure someone in my agency is going to be like, oh, this is actually how it works. Um, and they'll tell me, I wanted to take a picture of Hadley. She was smelling the camera. That was so funny. Anyways, um, so that's kind of like how I understood it. And like, obviously, the larger you get, you kind of have to go to a company that's an established company just because, again, they have that roster of not only creators, but they have them as brands as well. Um, and everyone in the agency kind of like talks to each other. If, if one manager in the agency works with a brand, but a creator on someone else's team wants to work with that brand, like the contacts are all there. Um, so I kind of knew that like the bigger I was getting, the bigger I needed to be, I needed to be represented by a bigger company. And so in January, I was blessed to come across that connection and I ended up signing with them. In January, I was still kind of iffy on if I wanted to go back to work. Um, I had until February 7th to decide. And I said, you know, okay, I've got a month with the agency. I'm going to try and see like how this goes before I tell my my corporate job like what's up after my February 7th mental health time frame leave. And I kid you not, this agency changed my life. If it were not like for with if it weren't for them, like I wouldn't I don't know if I would be in this position that I'm in today because they they allowed me to just grieve. They allowed me to just do my thing. But they did it in such a professional manner where they're like, Kat, like do your thing, grieve, but also like, don't be worried. We've got everything else handled over here. Produce what you want to produce. Be who you want to be. Like I've had conversations with my manager of like, I'm like, I feel like nonstop I'm online crying, nonstop I'm posting depressing shit. I'm nonstop just laying in bed, just thinking of more depressing shit. And she was like, that's okay. Like, that's okay. And it's okay to talk about that and say that too. Like, you don't need to come online and pretend like everything's peachy keen. Like, your followers will appreciate the realness of you just being like, I fucking am having a hard time. And the more that I did that, again, the more my community grew because they were like, thank you for just sharing your experiences. Thank you for sharing all this stuff. And I just, I was so blessed um, to just not only have the agency behind me that supported me kind of being a Debbie Downer online, but they said, you're not Debbie Downing. Like you're literally, you're opening people's eyes to a lot of different things and, and you're helping people heal through trauma that they don't even necessarily know, or maybe not even that, but like you're helping other people realize like family is precious. Time with your loved ones is, it's not forever. Um, so keep talking about that. Encourage people to share their stories, encourage people to take the photos, encourage people to call people when they want to talk to them. Um, I do 
anything under the sun to be able to hold and hug my dad. I used to literally like up until literally days before he died, I would go sit in his lap and I'd be like, I just love you. Um, and I just, I miss him. I miss him dearly. And I've, I've been able to express that online of like, it's just time is so fragile and precious and it's just life is not guaranteed. So no matter what you're going through, I was able to like talk about that online. It was just wonderful. Um, and again, without my agency being able to do that, I don't. And not only that, they were able to like literally like sit down and get literally like they were able to sit down and get to know me. They cared about what ads I wanted to do. They care about um, not just signing for money. Like they're not like if I'm like, oh, I just don't really think that I love that. They're like, no worries at all. Like I'm not pressured. There's nothing. It's so great to just be able to do this. And I've been able to make more money than I would have, than I have in my entire life in any corporate job. Um, and obviously corporate America is not wildly paid in, to begin with. But um, so I guess it's not really saying much, but it's a blessing. It's a blessing that my husband was able to look at me and be like, you know what? We're going to see where this takes you. And I've got it. God forbid anything goes wrong. Raphael's in a secure enough position in his company that or in his position that we would be taken care of. But thank goodness we haven't had to have that. One thing that did come from this is I had to start my own business. So I am an actual business. Um, I started as an LLC and I moved into an S corporation. Um, if you know anything about like business ventures, it's kind of different. And I would love to do like a whole topic on that because that's something that's super intriguing to me is the content creation business side of things. Um, it's just insane. Like the things that um, I've learned, because again, I was in accounting and I was like in business accounting. So I did accounting for corporate, like big corporations. I did the payroll. I did the taxes. I did the paying, like paying the bills, the AR, the AP, like everything. I did literally all of it. Um, but to do it for myself, I was like, oh, this is weird. But I was able to like learn so much. I now have an accounting team. I have an accountant. Like I have my own accountant. I have my own bookkeeper. I have my own tax strategist because when I get paid, I get paid. Like nothing comes out of my paycheck. Nothing like it's just dropped into your account. Um, so you got to pay your taxes on it and they do not tax lightly. So when you're your own business um, and you're like the business owner, you don't get taxed as an employee. So like if when I was still as an employee, I think it's like 12%. I'm making up a number. I want to say it was like 12% goes like out of your check and, or whatever the case. But no, for business accounting, your tax like or for a business accounts, you're taxed way higher. And then also when you file for a business, you have to clarify like what your business is, right? And I think each business entity is taxed at a different level. So like since I have no expenses per se, because I mean, I myself, right? What would I have as a business expense? Like I don't really have an employee. No, they're like, no, Catherine, you have so much business, like so many business expenses, technically, like the camera I'm filming on right now, I use this solely for business purposes. That's a business expense. This mic, a business expense. Um, so it's kind of e interesting to learn. And people are like, oh, well, like, do you get to write off your clothes? No, that's not a thing. Um, unless say I were to be invited to the Met Gala and I had a $20,000 dress on, right? That is so exaggerating, obviously. <laughs> a designer would give it to me. No, I'm just kidding. I was being funny. But say, for example, I were to go to a red carpet event, right? And the dress costs $1,000. That, but I'm only wearing it to that red carpet event. I will never wear it again. It was solely for the event. Um, that is considered a write-off, if that makes sense. But like this shirt, 
obviously I'm going to wear it. I'm going to turn my camera off today, even though I wore it to film my podcast, like which is work. Um, I'm going to wear it out of the house to run up to the grocery store. Right. So that's considered personal use. So anything that goes into that, like there's so, so much. Um, and as an S corp, I had to, so Catherine Eves is like the business name technically. And Catherine, obviously myself is the, the employee of it. So I've moved into an S corp. And so the business holds like basically all the money. And then I pay myself every week, um, like a livable wage. So anything that's business related comes out of the business account and then anything that's personal. So like Raphael and I go to dinner, I'm going to pay out of our personal account. But say I meet with Eli to go over Karama Collective pieces. We're starting a new business or a new line. I'm winking at the camera because that's coming soon. I'm so excited. Anyways, let's say Eli and I sit down. We have some coffee. We're going over a bunch of jewelry options. We're choosing photographer. We're choosing new models. We're choosing metal types. I can buy our coffee on the business card. So that's kind of how it goes. It's very interesting. If you have questions on it, I am more than willing to like share way more. Um, So I'll maybe make that like a questionnaire for part two when I film part two this week. Um, for next week's episode. If you have any questions on that, I am an open book. I've said this so many times. Money talk is not uncomfortable to me. Again, I have the accounting background, not only accounting background, but I have the personal banking um, background. So like seeing money from people, seeing people who have negative accounts all the way up to millions in their account. um, It doesn't bother me because I think everybody is still just a person. Like we're all people, but I do think it's important to talk about money. I think it's important to share Um, I do think it's absolutely wild that this is my job that I'm able to make money off of like hanging out all day with you guys and like coming up with new ways to entertain people. And, and that's, I think the hardest part, but also my easiest part, because I'm like, when I post content, some stuff does great and some stuff doesn't. And I'm like, it's hard to kind of figure out what do people want to be seeing, but also not losing myself and my own presence online in what people want to be seeing instead of like what I want to post, if that makes, um, if that makes sense. Cause again, I always started my social media off of just wanting to be myself, but when I'm myself, sometimes it, it goes great. Sometimes people are like, Oh, this bitch is annoying. And I'm like, I think I'm annoying too. <laughs> Hashtag merch. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I will kind of pick up in part two, answer any of the questions that you guys may have. Um, We are just so excited to just be in this position, be here with you guys. I, again, I say this all the time. We're so fucking blessed and we would not be able to be in the the seat that we're in without you. Um, We're excited to keep this thing going. We're excited to grow. We're excited to, again, grow enough where we can start doing things back for this community and not just friends and family. I really, really believe that. I've said that many times in my lifetime and I tell people all the time, I could not imagine just hoarding. And when I say wealth, I don't even necessarily mean money. Um, but because I think people are wealthy in a lot of things, like you're wealthy in your health, you're abundant in so many different aspects. And I do feel like we're wealthy in a lot. We're wealthy in our, in our marriage because we have just a strong bond. I feel like we're wealthy in our health because we're, we get to wake up every day. I don't ache. I don't have like a chest pain and a headache every morning. Um, our dogs are happy and healthy. We're able to travel. We're able to move around. We're able to pay our car payment. Like that's what I find 
wealthiness. I find freedom to be considered my wealth. Like if I am free to move around, that's my free, like my freedom is my wealth and I'm, I'm wealthy in freedom right now. And so to be able to share that back with people, to be able to, again, like I said, take a couple couples on a vacation, um, to be able to be in LA next month and take 20 followers out to dinner. Like that is what I would love to do. Um, And that's what I'm working for. And I'm going to continue to work for. I'm going to continue to grow our business enough where we can buy rental properties. And and Raphael can then experience this freedom where he doesn't have to go to work every day. But his work is managing our properties or whatever the hell our life brings us to. So I don't know. I think that was kind of like just a big brain dump, which is what I always do with you guys. I literally just share whatever the hell I want to share in part one. And and whatever you guys need clarification on for part two, I am more than willing and able to answer any and all questions. Um, I want to do like a juicy spill time. I think I'm going to get not this next episode because next episode is obviously going to be answering part two questions. But I think I want to get a little wine drunk one night with Raphael and record. I like look over like he's going to be sitting right next to me. He's not even next to me. Um, I want to get like drunk off our favorite wines and just sit here and spill all of our secrets. So you guys ask us. So I had posted a photo and I was like, I was like, ask us anything that you want us to spill the tea on. And I think people were confused. They're like, well, what tea? Like, bitch, you have two dogs. You live in Minnesota. Your life's pretty average. What do you got tea on? And I was like, okay, I guess I was kind of vague, but I think it would be so funny to like sit here, get drunk, like tell you guys stories on stuff that like you want to hear. I just think it would be so fun for an episode in the future to do that. So I'm going to post that. So stay tuned for that on Instagram this weekend on Sunday, the questionnaire box for part two will be live. And you know, I always love answering your guys' questions. So keep up on there with that. Um, they've been getting, I, they, we've been getting a lot more questions, so we cannot thank you guys enough for like watching, listening, and then actually going on to Instagram and engaging and partaking and then listening to part two. Like that is what makes this worth it for me. So thank you for doing that for us. Um, we've got a lot of travel coming up again. I thought we would be kind of quiet for a little bit, but we have not sat down at all. So Um, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Again, if you have any questions, go throw them out to me on Instagram. I will be so eager to see what comes through. Ask anything you want. I do not care if it's tax questions, if it's brand questions, if it's influencing questions, if it's, um, anything in regards to social media, the hate comments, the love comments, the DMS, the amount of DMS I get a day, meeting other influencers in real life, um, brand trips, anything you want to hear about. I, Just need to know what direction you guys want to go in and I will answer them. But for now, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, a wonderful weekend. Um, Next episode, by the time you see it, we will be out of it. So stay tuned for that and see you next week. Bye.